I'm Jakob Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, can you manage without monitoring? We're chatting about monitoring of a business's ICT environment. We're chatting about what to monitor, why to monitor, and when to monitor. By the end of this episode, you'll have a clearer idea of how monitoring can make your business better. I'm joined by Andrew Hewitt-Coleman, Head of Sales at ITR Technology. And Andrew, welcome. Morning. Thanks, Jacob. Hi. So we always start with uh, just giving us a little bit of over background of how did you – we were just talking about now how long you, know, you and I have known each other. It's Absolutely. not like you woke up yesterday and enjoyed <laughs> the industry. Absolutely. So uh, Absolutely. Give, us, give us a quick rundown. Oh, sure. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I've probably been in the industry now – I don't know. I mean, we were saying we were working together back in 2004. Um, so longer than that, uh, I'd like to believe I look better than uh, than, <laughs> than, than the years sounds. old I am. Um, yeah, I started off in the uh, you know sort of in the IT in the tech side of it. You know, as a as a technician, got involved in the engineering side. I think where you and I connected at first was back in the good old days of the of the of the VoIP boom. Yes, and. Uh, um, uh, Worked through that phase, ended up in the uh, in the product and uh, and sales side of the uh, of the telco business, and uh, and then from there uh, joined the exciting world of uh, you know IT software. Been doing that for for a number of years. Uh, worked with some of the uh, some of the larger uh, OEMs uh, in the world, and uh, today I'm fortunate enough to to lead a high performing sales team uh, in the IT software space. Okay, I think that's a good intro. And I mean, uh, yeah, you and I were talking about it just now. Um, you you made a leap post uh, all of this lockdowns and COVID into an entrepreneurial business. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you you your age hasn't made you scared of taking a leap every now and again. Thank you. Okay, so let's go straight into it. So, um, what role does monitoring play in the for a business in a business's IT, ICT landscape? So, you know, when I look at this and and it's a great question people ask. We always kind of try and separate out sort of IT almost in anything, right? Yeah. You know, what's our IT strategy? What's our, you know, and, and the reality is if you think of any business, how can you not monitor, right? Whether we're not even, you know, not even talking about IT, talking about imagine running a business with no financial monitoring, right? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, in any space, IT is as important to that. It's, 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 it's the visibility. It's the observability. It's, Understanding what's going on in your business, hopefully, before something goes wrong. You know, so, you know, I think if we, if we cast our minds back a few years, monitoring was, was almost about this idea of, well, well, let's keep an eye on it, but we'll tell you once the horse has bolted the stable. Oh, by the way, yes, something's yes, broken. Yeah. You know, and I think that's all evolved now. Well, some of that's still necessary. It's important to know that kind of stuff. But we, we're moving more to a world where, where it's about can we almost predict? Can we, can we prevent these things before they happen? Um, that's you know, such a, that's such a, uh, it's actually my, my bugbear. Uh, we, when we separate out the IT world now, mm, I always, I always refer to, uh, you know, we've got this, uh, we should actually draw it in a, in a cartoon, but there's always this IT guy. Right, that if you're walking at a customer, it's the IT guy that looks yeah. after this and all that. But I always talk about how you know when you when you grow up in a traditional 
IT's computer support world, you you learn how to how to put out fires. Yeah. You don't necessarily learn how to prevent fires. And um, and uh, also, so so one of my sayings um, that I that I learned from one of my mentors was the prince that doesn't undertake the peril of understanding undertakes the peril of trust. So if you can't yeah. see it, then you've got to just believe that that thing that's sitting in the back there will just keep. Uh, it's okay. I'll just keep. Uh, keep oh, absolutely. Going. And I mean, you know, I think even to your point there, where you're saying you can't see it. You know, if we if we if we think back uh, when everything was sitting in a server room, right? The CIO or the MD or whoever whoever's running the business could go downstairs, walk to the server room. We generally put a nice glass plate on the front so that you didn't have to go into the cold room, but you could see and all the lights were nice and green. The world was good, right? In the you know today in the world of cloud, well, where exactly is my server? Where where's my service? Where's my application? You know, it might be next door, it might be halfway across the world, but I still need to know what's happening. You know, and it's and it's that kind of evolution. You know, we've we've moved from this world of just only monitoring infrastructure to monitoring application performance. You know, uh, ignore what we put behind it, underneath it. That's important, and yeah. we need to keep eyes on that. But if if the application isn't performing properly, the experience is bad. And we know in this day and age, experience is bad. What happens? People just go somewhere else. So, and that's also, you know, like the way that you that you started by saying, you, you know, we have this tendency to split out IT, which is true. I mean, I mean, I take it even even in our business, when when the financial people talk, uh, the technology component is, uh, uh, we don't we, we can understand financials, but um, uh, I've actually, uh, and you know, if you're in a in a listed environment, mm. and something there's there's something financial a financial event that happens in in a business, you have to announce it to the market. You have to Absolutely. send it. If there's an I don't know if I've seen a listed entity that's uh, sent out a sense for an IT event that happened in your business. Sounds like they're doing a great job. Or yes, <laughs> absolutely. Or the financial absolutely. people just go like, oh well. Well, you, you know, I think when we start thinking about this kind of stuff, imagine, um, I don't know. Let's pick something in a business that probably everybody would have um, uh, a billing server. Right. If that thing goes down, this isn't just the oh the servers offline. Right. It's a you're no longer transacting. So, yes. So you have a direct relation to your revenue if that's unavailable. So, you know, we generally build them and I mean, we can get into sort of technical conversations about high availability and disaster recovery. But, but you, know, you know, we think about those seriously. Correct. Um, but more importantly, we keep eyes on them, right? And that's kind of where monitoring comes in. You, know, you want to know every minute of the day, every second that it's in a good state. You want to know that there's no potential issues coming down the road disks are too full cpus are just you know massive load you know that type of stuff can have a huge impact on the performance which then directly has an impact on your ability to serve business well and and, uh, you actually made me think of something else now i mean something that that we try and talk to customers uh, a lot about is um ultimately like you say the technology is is a means to an end to make your your Staff complement more productive, so that you can do more with less and and have happier customers, right? And and hopefully make a bit more money in the in the process. And like what you said now, so if if your application slows down, um, in 
in some cases, the employee might just say well, they're going to get frustrated or they might just say, oh, well, you know, I'll just work slower because, you know, the business is too skimpy or whatever to give me a proper application to work with. So, so you, you think you're saving in one place, but you're spending money in a different place because that productivity is just um, – that's just a massive black hole. Absolutely nothing. I think coupled with that, you know, one of the things we see is is a lot of teams spend a huge amount of time. You know, some people will say seventy percent, but you know, it's a nice round number, so it's probably made up on the spot. But um, a vast amount of their time on repetitive tasks, maintenance tasks, you know, sort of just doing the same thing, and and that kills two things. Well, people get really tired of doing the same thing, um, but also. Your opportunity to do the new project, that, that next step, that, that level of innovation goes away because you're spending all this time physically working on something. I mean, imagine something as simple as, as, uh, managing the patching on a, on a, on, on a server farm. You know, uh, I use an analogy of, of, uh, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Yeah. Right. There are teams that are literally employed to patch you know, rust, whatever it is on the bridge, and paint. And what they do is every day they get to work. It's what's on their business card. If they had a business card, I'm, the, I'm on the, you know, the bridge crew. And they paint, they patch, they move on. They do this every day. And they get, once they get to the other side of the bridge, they go back to the oh beginning and they word. start again. That's, that's what they do all their day. There's no, there's no innovation. Exactly. Oh, my Just word. Just imagine right? if you have to do that for 20 years. Of exactly, life. right? And at the end of it, maybe you get a gold watch or not. I don't know. I don't know what the company's plan is. But, but Like a know, little replica bridge. Exci- yeah, exactly. There's nothing <laughs> exciting. There's no innovation. There's, you know, but take that analogy into, into any IT environment. How many companies are sitting there going, what are you doing today, Yaku? I'm patching, right? It's like there's got to be and not got to be. There are smarter and better and more effective ways to do this kind of thing. So that you can take those, those, as the finance teams will tell us, really expensive resources and uh, do something really cool with them. Okay, so, so that actually leads into my next question um, that um, you, you spoke now about sort of how the, the monitoring world evolved. Um, my perception of it, uh, if you uh, – specifically in, a, in let's call it in that small to medium enterprise where I spend a lot of my time – uh, if you go and try and talk uh, five years ago, if you went and tried to talk to a business owner about that, he's going to go, go yeah, it's, it's not really something I'm, I'm worried about. Um, but, but I think we can agree that it's evolved because people maybe burnt their fingers and le- learned the hard way and say, okay, right, that is something I need to look at. Absolutely. But how difficult is it, is it for a business to understand the value that this, uh, that monitoring of the, of that ICT environment, uh, how, how critical that is for the, uh, so look, uh, you know, it's definitely evolved. I think five years ago when you're trying to talk to any, anybody, their answer was, oh, no, we're just putting it in the cloud. Right? <laughs> and then I think a lot of <laughs> them realized, well, we still need to kind of keep our eyes on it. Even yeah. more so now. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just in the cloud, you know. I saw, I saw a great cartoon that said, you know, kid talking to his dad and says, Dad, what's, you know, what are clouds made of? And the dad says, Linux servers mostly. Right. But, you know, it's exactly that. It's just being fired off and, and we forget about it. But, but that's the importance. And I think, I think, you know, coming back to the question of, well, well, how do you have that conversation? I think it's really about, you know, businesses understanding what's critical in their business cycle and what isn't. Those that sit there and go, oh, this, this IT stuff, 
you know, <laughs> are still living in the in the in the nineties and the you know maybe early two thousands. Oh, it's just IT. You know, where I think those really successful businesses have come to realize that unless you're physically building something, uh, your business is probably IT, and it's the layer you put in front of it that represents that to a customer. I mean, let's you know whether it's you know mid-sized enterprise or even even the large businesses. Think of our banks. Our banks aren't branches anymore. You don't yes. go in there and somebody counts money. In fact, they'd prefer if you didn't. You know, it's 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 a it's a digital experience. It's a, uh, everything is tech. It's it's an IT business. You know, and 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 I think once businesses understand that importance, then, well, would you not? You know, you put guys outside your building to watch your premise, because you want to monitor it and make sure it's safe. It's kind of the same analogy, except that the building isn't really going anywhere. It's, it's yeah. kind of going to be there tomorrow morning. But if you don't keep your eyes on your 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 technology assets, well, what's going to happen to them? You're going to turn around when it's suddenly not working. Go, we don't even know where to go. So instead of a five minute issue, it's now days. And I think I think it's that understanding. And I think I think businesses are really starting to see that. You know, that direct link. So so it's an easier conversation to have now than it would have been, let's say. Two three years ago. Well, you know, maybe a bit more year than than two three. But I think I think in the past it was more a thought of, you know, this type of stuff is more like a like a grudge insurance type purchase. Yeah. Where now I think it's really seen more as a as a this enables my business to do more. And then um, and then I started the conversation, but uh, about talking about. Um, you, you know, sort of just monitoring, but uh, we spoke earlier about the the in your business how that portfolio has grown. So how has it has this sort of basic concept of monitoring evolved to to? Uh, I mean, like you said, I mean, uh, ten years ago, hyperscale cloud wasn't even a, a thing really, and all of a sudden, these applications that you're monitoring and what does it look well, like? Well, absolutely. I mean. Have you got a couple of days? I can, I can draw it out on a board, but um, <laughs> but really at the heart of it, I think I think you know there's a couple of, and I'm going to try and avoid as too many you know people have throwing buzzwords in, but but um, monitoring kind of started as, as as infrastructure, you know, operations type management, or now you know you'll hear the term ITOMs thrown around, right? But it's you know really about that 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 infrastructure, operational environments, physical infrastructure. Networks, that type of thing, you know, and that includes and extends to clouds. It's just somebody else's data center, right? Um, and then you start moving into that world of the application space, but it's all still about increasing that visibility. You then start looking at other avenues in in your business. Uh, probably everybody, or anybody that's monitoring, probably has a service desk, right? Why are service desks important? Well, we want to know that things are getting resolved, things are getting managed. Um, and this is, I think, where the big parts come in. We start talking about the idea of integration, right? where, where it's all good to have these different, you know, functions or services in your business around monitoring, around uh, service management, around patch and 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 you know access management and that type of stuff. But how do these pieces start being coordinated together? And I think those are some of the bigger parts. You know, the ability to integrate them and bring them together because they potentially have knock-on effects. You know. Is there is there an increase in in um, uh, you know a workload because of something else happening in the business? You know, one simple example we kind of you know, talk about is is you have a payroll server. Ah, oh. right. 
it's generally busy once a month, maybe twice a month, depending on your how your payroll runs. Right? So we kind of look at it and go, okay, on that day, your load should be really high. It's expected to be high. We never think about it and go, what happens if it's not high on those days? Because that's the inverse of the problem. You know, traditional, you know, the traditional approach to, to sort of any kind of monitoring is if it's really high, alert somebody. But if it's not and it's supposed to be, that's another problem. Yes. All, yeah. all, all the reverse. What happens if it's really busy on other days in the month? Well, why is it doing that, right? Shouldn't be running anything there. Is it, is it business related or, or are guys doing other things with it? Uh, you know, and it's, it's that type of, that type of thinking and tying that back to your business flows and processes, I think. And, and, um, I think you and I spoke about it just uh, before the before we started the show, uh, and it's interesting for me how, how this works. So, um, the te- technology happens to happens to but the evolution of the technology happens to a business. If you if you want it or not, yep. you know, like like um, uh, my uh, MacBook is uh, is probably ten years old, and I was saying to my wife, uh, I I detest having to change now, but at some point in time, I'm getting very close to a point now where I cannot do a software patch anymore or whatever it's just not going to allow it so you can say oh well uh, so my example that i always use here is is uh, to make it a real life example is i run this accounting firm and it's got uh, you know we do outsource accounting and i'm based in centurion and i've got a small branch in durban in cape town i can say yeah but we accountants but all of a sudden like you say my payroll application is not sitting on a physical server where i can call somebody the IT guy to come and do something to it, it's moved into the cloud. And then if if uh, that thing is not working, it impacts my business on a on a on a real time basis and, and that creates a lot of anxiety and distrust with uh, end customers because because they they can't see what's they Absolutely. just can't see what's happening. Absolutely. And I mean you know even if we extrapolate this this the scenario further so the solution is oh it's not working because i can't see it let me get it back on site right we've heard that argument yes it's not working let me bring it back i still can't see what's going on correct just because i have it on site and i have a guy who's looking at it doesn't mean i know whether it's working or not yes right and and there's very few accounting firms that still use a Paper general ledger, <laughs> testing my accounting knowledge. But you know, it's not written in a in a normal book anymore. There's going to be some application running this. It's you know exactly your point. That 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 technology cycle it is continually moving. It's not always technology for the sake of technology, but you know, it's that this is how we do more, more effectively, and deliver better results. So companies are changing, and it's just becoming tech. If you don't have eyes on it, I'd be a little nervous. I'm not sure I would sleep well. And and I think for me that what what you're saying now, uh, I think what's happened in the market is is everybody sort of accepted this this hybrid cloud model type scenario where some stuff's going to sit with me and some stuff's going to be out there somewhere, um, and that's made the the that ICT environment even even more complex. Oh yeah, even more blind spots. Absolutely, you know, um, it comes with with significant benefits. Um, you know, when you think of, you know, if I think back to the days when 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 sort of you know we were heavily involved in sort of 
you know, the telco space and, 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 you know, whether it was voice related or whether it was sort of internet related, you know, the thinking was always how close can we get our servers to our customers, right? To reduce all of that impact in the, you know, back yeah, in the day, yeah. a company you'd host your internet server, your web server would sit on your site, which means you were responsible for the connectivity all the way out to the customers. Now we're like, no thanks, let's get it as close to them as possible, because we can scale, we can move it, you know, we can manage it far more effectively. Those those will continue to live like that, you know. And there are other, you know, when we when we think of, um, you know, systems of record or you know things that are that are carrying vital financial data or heavy processing or, or it's not to suggest we shouldn't put financial data in the cloud it's just for different businesses there's different cycles yeah. and you're always going to have that overlap I think I think uh, the guys that try to sell the idea of everything into the cloud um, I think it's a change of thought that says if you can understand that everything is a cloud location and you gear it that way then you can put it anywhere whether yeah. it's physically in this room or somewhere in California doesn't matter it now becomes about how do I manage it? That's so always tricky. Okay, so now I want to make I want to make the conversation a bit more difficult. Okay. Um, uh, so I I like to to sort of make it real because we in my mind we busy talking to to my end type mm. customer yeah absolutely and uh, I'm sitting now in my accounting firm in Centurion thinking okay but I do accounting wow how will I even how will this monitoring even help my, my environment? So when you go into, and I, I'm sure there's not many of those left, but in a greenfield scenario, how would you explain to a customer uh, what it is that they're going to get or where do you start? Um, it, does it depend on, on industry? Or I'm, I'm trying to, to think how we would um, make somebody think that, okay, well, this is maybe something I need to spend a bit more time on because it can actually b- benefit my business. Oh, absolutely. Um uh, yeah, you'd be surprised when you say the greenfields. <laughs> there, there, there are still some people that that are quite happy to uh, um, be oblivious to the world of uh, uh, of any kind of monitoring. But I think it really, for me, it goes back to that. Um, you know, the starting point is is what is the impact to your business environment? Or oh, oh, let me take a small step back. What are your critical applications, servers, whatever you know? Because your answer might be, I don't know what the servers are. But so what, what are the critical components from a technology perspective to your business? If, if these go away, does your business stop? You know, so if your email stops working, does your business stop? Some people will tell you absolutely. Yeah. Or no, they, are, they we can are carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, or, or if this package stops, business stops, we may as well close the door, send everybody home. Okay, cool. Once we understand that, then the next question is, so what have you done to mitigate that from happening? Right? Not even, we're not even talking about eyes on it yet. Just do you have two instances of it running? Do you, I don't know what, you know, what have you done just to, just to make sure that that doesn't happen? Once you understand that, we now understand what your business critical applications and environments are. We understand what you've done to mitigate potential physical failure and risk. Now let's get some eyes on it because what happens, so we can calculate from your business, we can calculate an answer that says, if it's offline for an hour, what does that mean? Right? And, and it's not a hard calculation. Yeah. You can't do any business, so you can't bill. If you're an accounting firm, you're probably billing on an hourly rate. You can't do any work. How many people are sitting there doing nothing that are billable? Okay, cool. We can calculate that. Right? You can calculate the costs because they're sitting there doing nothing. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, 
And now we start building those answers out that say, well, if we take this first step, this gives you this level. Right. And, and, and it's never a, it's never a big bang approach. This idea of saying, oh, you need to do all of this in one go before you see any value. I think and get a million dashboards and. Exactly. You know, if you've got too many dashboards, then which one are you looking at first? Correct. You know, I remember years ago walking into a, into a big knock environment and there was a whole section that was red. And when, you know, when we said to the guys, well, why is that all red? Red means bad. And the answer was, oh, no, it always looks like that. Don't worry. <laughs> That's a problem, right? Yes. It's just made the dashboard really big. Yeah, yeah but, we've you know, become used to it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. It's fine. Um, but it's that sort of, it's that world of saying, what's the first step? And once we take that, and, and that sort of comes, that sort of comes back to what you spoke about now, is identifying what those critical applications are. Absolutely. Don't tell me everything. What are what are the critical ones? Because we don't want to give you a dashboard that looks like a Christmas tree. No, well, exactly. You know, and and I think also what you end up with is, you know, you're going to get that kind of pushback. You know, that says, you know, if I'm talking to 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 Yaku's accountants, it's going to be, what well, do I really need all of this? Like, like it just seems like you're trying to do everything. Right? Yeah. And and I don't and understand then, it. And then the value gets lost, right? Where where these are critical to your business. You understand that as much or as little as an accountant that you understand about technology. You know that applications A, B, and C, or or, or whatever it is, these are vital. Without them, you cannot you cannot work. Um, so how do we make sure that not only are you delivering an environment that that works, but that you've got eyes on it? Yeah. And then I would typically the let's call it. Uh, the uh, that top ma- the MD of the business or the or the the MD or the FD of the business, mm. uh, and let's assume they they claim to be non technical. How would they uh, get that information to sort of uh, go? Okay, when I look at this, I can understand that red is bad or green is happy 100%, days. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I think that comes down to um, size of the business okay. as well as. Uh, structured intent So some businesses Will be really big But very focused On just being Lawyers Right Others Law firm With a large IT organization And the reason I talk about that This talks to Whether people Go down the road Of, of, of managing it themselves Or I guess What people would Refer to as insourced Or whether they Take it and say Oh let's Let somebody else Do this Right Sort of outsourcing it Right And And, and there's we could probably spend days talking about those those sort of varying models between them, but but it's really, you know, if you're the kind of business that 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 manages your own tech, you have a team, uh, you can do this yourself. They know what to do, they know what to look for, they know how to manage this. You get support from from the likes of ourselves or or, or anybody else in the market that 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 specialise in this type of world, but you can get to a point where you you know you're able to. To run and manage this by yourself. So then, then that means that I'll have somebody in my organisation, and I can just go to him and say, "Andrew, is, is everything yay or nay?" When we say in the organisation, I guess it's w- once yeah. again there's that varying level of you know sort of is it a is it a something that's managed for you as a service? Is it something that's that's physically in your environment? But the answer is yes. It really just depends on the on the level. But, and the, so, and but what I what I'm Trying to get at is, is uh, let's say I'm the MD of the business and I, every now and again, I just want to sort of dip in there and make sure Absolutely. that it's a, would that be typically in a report I was format? Say, so that's something you touched on earlier, right? There's, there's two ways to think about it. So, so the one is dashboards and dashboards are kind of real time. Yeah. Right? So it's what's happening right now. Fantastic. 
uh, everything's red. That's a problem. You probably know that in any case if everything's red yeah. because nothing's working, right? Everybody's standing outside. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's standing outside playing solitaire, the old, you know, with actual yeah. cards because nothing's it, working. Very upset about the fact that they cannot do their work. Absolutely, right you know. Um, but you'd know about that scenario. So, but there's obviously the varying degrees of, of, but, but, but dashboards kind of give you that real time view. Maybe they, they give you a little bit of analytical performance over the last period of time, but, but it's really about what's happening. What's the, what's the pulse of the business right now? Then when you're getting to things like reporting or I think people like to, to include a term now with reporting that they refer to as analytics. You know, ah. we, we love analytics, right? Analytics and AI kind of get back yes. together very quickly. Um, and it's really, you know, I guess reporting used to just be the idea of let me, let me take that same view and, and just project it over a longer period of time. Where now I think what we're looking for as every business is, is, I think I think analytics and 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 that environment talk to the idea of insights. What what with everything that we've got going on, is there some kind of some kind of insight, some kind of like an interpretation magic, of that exactly some oh. kind of you know if we if we if we analyze this you know that we have you know uh, in our business and we and we match that with with our financial systems or with our customer engagement systems you know. Do we start seeing trends and spikes that potentially tell us, oh, wait, there's a moment here, you know, that says we can capitalize on this. We can grow our business. We can gain market share. We can increase revenue, whatever those, you know, those outcomes are. And I think, I think that's, you know, sort of, sort of being able to deliver insight. It's gold, right? So is that, um, and does that, how much is, is that, does it exist or is it sort of like a magic bullet that everybody is hunting for? Oh no, it, 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 it absolutely exists. Um, I think the trick is, it's about how open you are to, to looking for, ah. for it, right? And, and sometimes, sometimes the, the result is, is, um, can make you nervous. Well, you, you see, and that's it, right? It's, it's not always a pleasant answer. So when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, uh, you know, you go for your checkup and the doctor says, okay, you've got to come back. We need to talk. You're like, oh, why did I come and do my checkup? Oh. Well, absolutely. You know, you know, and I think, I think it's all about how open businesses and, and, and leaders in businesses are to exposing themselves to change. Yes. I use a, um, I use an analogy. I think everybody likes to talk about Netflix as that sort of poster child for, for, for crazy business, but, uh, they used to have, I don't know if they still do, but it was the thing that they called the chaos monkey. Right? They had a team that developed their job was to see what they could break. Right? They would write code and applications to go in and try take the Netflix platform down. And, and it, it almost seems counterintuitive, right? As a business, you're, you're doing everything to make sure that it works properly. Yes. But their view was if we could, if we can test to see what doesn't work, uh, we can be ahead of it, you know? And if you, and if I look at this, you know, in any of our environments, we have to be open to the idea that our environments aren't perfect and it yes. could be better. You know, it could always be better. Yeah. Right? How, how much that better is, well, that's a variable, but, but, uh, I don't think you're ever going to find a perfect environment. You know, somebody once, um, there's a quote that somebody, uh, let me not even attempt to attribute it to anybody, but uh, uh, the quote is, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. And I kind of think of that with any of our environments. If you believe, you know, you walk into an office and the CIO tells you, this place, we've got it down, we've got it covered. You know, Bulletproof. My answer is, run. 
<laughs> right. There's a problem. Because, yeah. because if you really believe it's, it's, it's perfect, you have so many blind spots that you're not willing to even explore. Um, and I think it's that evolution. It's more the people than anything else, right? And it, it's so it's so interesting, you know. In, in it doesn't matter what topic we we touch on from a technology perspective, it always comes back to a non-technical answer. So number one, understanding what's going to break, what's impacting your business if that thing is not there, like you say, and then you've got to be you you as the the business leader has got to be, be willing to go through that uncomfortable and sometimes time-consuming exercise. And maybe they don't want to do it, but sit, uh, uh, workshop it and understand, um, where the kinks in the business are and where, uh, you know, where you can make it, it better. You Abs- know? Uh, absolutely. I think, um, it's that, it's that being able to see that there's a potential better outcome by doing something. And I know something sounds very vague, but it's, you know, you don't know what you're trying to change until you start exploring it. I think, um, I think can, another hang up we have yeah. is, is we've been taught, to steer away from failure. Yes. Right? So historically, yeah. we're taught succeed, get everything right, and and I think you know when you start getting into this type of space, you're now talking about the idea of we might do something, and it's going to expose failure. If if you as the, the um, as the as that business leader isn't isn't comfortable with that, or or you know if you fear that, then then you shouldn't go on this journey. Well, well John <laughs> John and I did a did a, a thirty minute talk that I saw. A year or two ago, um, about the, the tyranny of comfort. So this this pursuit of uh, we just want it to be stable and and it must just work, and we don't want to even imagine what will happen. Uh, you, you know, we we just uh, like uh, you, you spoke about it earlier. Like ins- insurance salesman can't come to you and say, "Okay, Andrew, I need you to buy this life policy because we, if you die tomorrow." What about your poor wife and kids? You know, people will, will freak out about you know. If you're going to say, "Oh, it's a prudent thing to do," and over time, and you don't want to rock the boat, but but that that tyranny of comfort, the fact that that people steer away from from confronting those uncomfortable items that they have to deal with, uh, and I'm uh, absolutely. Well, it's like that for any business, you know. I mean, you don't want to go and say, "Okay, but what if I now all of a sudden need to replace?" Off of my IT infrastructure, and it wasn't in the budget, and it's a difficult question to answer. And I've got to sit and think about it. And but the reality is, you have to do it in yes, any case. The, yes, I think. Um, I think if there's one thing that sort of the 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 COVID pandemic and lockdowns kind of taught us is there is no perfect plan anymore. You know, we kind of built these plans and we're just going to go down this road and, and, you know, we're running for this 12 month cycle and then we'll do the next thing and then we'll run to this one and then we'll do the next thing. Um, where now it's kind of like, Hey, didn't see that one coming, right? You know, so, so you, you, you have to learn that ability to evolve and change. It's going to come at you. So why wait for it to happen? Rather, you know, for me, if I can see the areas that are going wrong, I can find a way to try and address them. Yes, you know, and it's like you said earlier; it's not that it doesn't have to be big bang. Oh. but don't be scared of what of the information that you're getting. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's not a matter of well, I found this word doomed. No, not at all. It's just hey, let's understand now what it means. You yeah. know, because because when would I rather find out about something when I'm working on it, or when a customer tells me there's a problem, right? And that customer may be an internal customer, depending on your business, or your external customers. But either way. You know, you don't want to know that something's wrong because somebody's trying to phone you 
maybe they can't phone you because it's not working. But yeah. you know, they're trying to. You know, there's a problem and we need to fix this. Y- you kind of want to be, you know, in control of that as early as you can. And and but it, but it comes with the ability to to, uh, I guess, expose yourself to it, right? Take that risk. Um, yeah. Um, and like you said, uh, norm- I knew this would happen. Normally, when you and I start talking, we can just go in for hours. <laughs> um, I think. So we always sort of end the show by making it real. So if somebody sat and they listen to this now and they say, um, where do I start? It's what a, do you say? It's a, it, it's a fantastic question. I guess the easy answer is give me a call, but, uh, huh? no, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, really, um, my first answer is always start small, right? Like, Take a look at your environment. Understand. It's not even about knowing the answers. I think often we think, okay, I've identified these things. Let me let me know what the answers are, and then go and ask somebody else. No, be comfortable with the idea that I don't know the answers. Um, if we pick on the accountants again, yes, right? let's do. <laughs> let's you know, it's it's a you're really good at accounting. Be really good at accounting. Find some experts that are really good at understanding the monitoring and observability world. Yes, you know, I'd like to. I'd like to suggest we fall in that bucket, you know. Um, but understand and, that, and, you know, just and, then, on that note, and then be open to the answers that you get because it's not. It's not always a, a oh, you just got to buy these three things. No, just understand. You need to start looking at these type of environments. But that's the one thing that I'll, I I absolutely love about what you said now, you know, because uh, this IT guy that we spoke about, uh, you know, we can also sometimes tend to default to that. Also, don't be scared to go get a, a, a objective second opinion, opinion from a, a specialist Absolutely. in their field. Absolutely, second or third. Yeah, <laughs> speak to as many people as you need to. You know, but but don't be afraid to do something. I think I think, um, you know, there's there's you know sometimes it's either too too scared to do something, or you've I've got a plan so far to get the perfect answer, and 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 my comment that I say to the team is. Um, Perfect is the enemy of done. Right? We can sit forever building the perfect plan, yeah. or we can just go and do it, right? And and build and evolve as we go. So yeah, I mean, you know, sort of the question of so so where do you start? Um, figure out one thing you want to improve from an outcome perspective. Not a let me do this part. Figure out what that outcome looks like. What what does done look like? And then work back from there. Right. So okay, I need better visibility of my accounting package, my CRM, my billing platform, my mail server, whatever yeah. it is. I need better performance. Right? I need I need to be sure that when I leave the office or if I go away, things are going to carry on working. Cool. Let's understand that outcome. Then let's let's start looking at it from there. Okay, I think that's uh, awesome advice. And then, and then once you've done that, then give Andrew a call. No, no, give me a call right at the beginning. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, ITR Manage Engine, we're, we love to talk to people. We love to help them solve uh, uh, what we believe can be easily achieved. So we'll put out all your details once the podcast Perfect. is out. And then uh, I think that's the invite is give Andrew a call. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Okay. Awesome. Andrew, thank you very much. Yeah, okay, thanks very much for the time. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic.
a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff uh, Central app or website. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to Google, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And um, if you're looking for help with uh, communications tools in your business, please make sure to visit catalytic.co.za. Cliffcentral.com